You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Weekly Batuta Advocate Bulletin. My name is Clancy Overall. I'm joined by Errol Parker and Wendell Hussey. Everyone's um, in high spirits. The silly season's, I guess, starting. Just about to start. Just about to start. The moment we starts. walk out the door. We'll no, just, mate, mate, it starts at Nam Cup. Nam ah, Cup right. and goes until... It's the eve of Nam Cup, isn't it? It's and the Monday afternoon. I think so. Yeah. And then... Um, well, the Friday before, am I right, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the bloody public service. Hey, 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 hey. If you're in the public service, every fucking week is silly season. Every day. Drunken fools. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in the news, Wendell? Well, uh, we had the budget this week and um, lots to take away there. But one of the major things was Labor has pledged $1.7 billion, more than Scotty from marketing, for private schools because where else do union staff come from? That's right. According to the budget estimates, the extra funding is to guarantee a future supply of sneaker-wearing union staff and soft-eyed career politicians for Labor as it looks to consolidate power in the next few terms of government. That news came with Treasurer Jim Chalmers' first budget speak, where he spent most of the hour informing the nation that his party hasn't been in power for the last decade. There is also some relief, apparently, for Labor's working class base, with the government promising to keep the Stage 3 tax cuts, which disproportionately benefit society's top earners. So, more funding for private schools and tax cuts for higher income earners. A good traditional Keating Labor budget. Yes, looking after all those battlers on 200k and on Keating, I think they did look to sell stuff, but we haven't got anything left. We pretty much sold everything. So well, maybe why don't we sell the BOM? Because they're always wrong anyway. Give them to Weatherzone. Who's going to buy? Weatherzone's going to buy it. Yeah, get some clicks. Yeah, we could sell the army. There's an art bank collection, the government's art collection. We could flog all that off. The Pollocks. Did yeah. you know that when telescope? So, so just as a sidebar, did you know that when you're the prime minister, you've got full access to art bank? You can cover the walls of the lodge in Kirribilli House with whatever art that you want. There are some absolutely timeless examples of Frida Kahlo's. Everything, mate. But, um, like art wank. but guess what Scott Morrison had on his walls? What? Nothing. Nothing. That is true. I've heard that. Why? I don't know. He prefers like... Because he doesn't like art because he's a normal fucking dude. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. He's from Sydney's eastern suburbs. No, nah, mate. No, he's... No, no, mate. He's from the bad mate, part. everyone knows that art's just <laughs> from for fucking the tough toffs. Part. Yeah, art, art is for toffs. It's art wank. You wouldn't even want a Banksy as cool as that is. I'd just have framed jerseys and Hillsong posters like a real fucking suburban king. I tell you what, I'd get every Brett Whiteley in Art Bank and I'd throw it into the pool of the lodge. You'd probably get uh, sectioned for that behaviour, but would it'd you? be classic. Yeah. How much would that cost? Would that be like a. Millions. Millions. Tens yeah. of millions. We'd want it. Yeah. I guess what, what, here's one. What would you vandalise if you could vandalise one thing? Hmm. I don't know. Probably just Parliament House, really. What about you? Probably. It'd have to be something that has got way too much, like, heat around it. You know, like, the Mona Lisa's too easy. You could put a stand oh, right through that. Oh, you mean art. Anything. Oh, and it can be anywhere as well. Doesn't yeah. have to be in Australia. Because the American army already shot the nose off the Sphinx. That's a pretty high bar. What would you do? <laughs> yeah. Statue of Liberty would be pretty mad. Yeah, like, take a limb off it. Yeah. Yeah. Something, or just take their, their hat off. Crown. Hmm. What's something that... 
like a something that invokes a lot of pride, like geographical pride. Like I'd love to see what's that like St. Louis or is Atlanta where it has that big arch monument just to top oh, that thing. Yeah. That'd be fucking funny. I feel like statues, it's been done, you know. A lot of vandalizing statues over Mate, the last they, couple of years. The Americans also vandalized all those Saddam Hussein statues. They dragged them down. Fair enough. Weren't happy enough with the Sphinx. <laughs> bring down all these beautiful statues of Saddam and his sons. <laughs> anyway, we're tangenting here. What else is in the news? That's the end of the news wrap. That's it for this week. <laughs> no, there's something here about a supermassive black hole. Yes, there, yeah, there is. Um, we've got a bit of science news. And the James Webb Telescope has discovered a supermassive black hole at Qantas's customer service headquarters. It is an exciting scientific development, which involves our very own country, Wendell. Mm. The extremely expensive and snazzy bit of kit has apparently picked up another black hole, which astronomers are hailing as yet another landmark discovery for the piece of equipment. Yes, identified as being part of Qantas' headquarters, scientific researchers explain that the astronomical abyss, which has a mass billions of times the mass of the sun, has undergone gravitational collapse in recent months, leaving behind warped regions of space from which nothing can escape, particularly any form of advice or service. Yes, I believe it's because of the... I believe the job cuts and stuff all played into that. Maybe they'll discover your tab account as the next black hole, Errol. Oi! <laughs> problem gambler! <laughs> On the topic of sports, we've got hordes of incels who've never watched a quarter of netball suddenly being concerned for the game's future this week. Yes, the sport of netball has this week received support from an army of fans that never knew it had. This comes in the wake of the Hancock Prospecting and Netball Australia sponsorship scandal, with Gina Reinhart refusing to distance herself from her old man's genocidal comments, which were made when she was a 30-year-old working for him. And as a result of the $15 million hole in Netball Australia's books, groups of concerned blokes have decided to spend the week talking about how concerned they are about the financial decisions made by the game they've never watched. Not concerned enough to go and watch a game or to turn their TV onto the sport, very concerned nonetheless. Yes, um, I think they're identifiable as the kind of guys who comment on AFLW social media with um, snarky things about how far the goal, the ball gets kicked, or what the score was, all that sort of stuff. Mm, true. Financial viability yeah, like of real, women's real soccer, athletes all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the big fellas on yeah. the couch. Yeah, yeah, like people like your son Clancy. Yeah, he's a bit of an indoor cat. <laughs> Snapping socks, I keep finding under the bed. Disgusting, mate. Father like son, anyway. <laughs> All right, we'll finish it up. We do have another story on the netball saga. It was one that he did was quite well. That did quite well on the internet. And the headline reads like this. Having an issue with multi-billionaire mining elites who advocate for the genocidal sterilization of an entire race of people... Nothing but woke PC cancel culture rubbish. Yes, it's an interesting point that has been raised this week. Apparently having an issue with the infamous comments made by Reinhardt's late father, Lang Hancock, who openly called for the sterilization of Aboriginal people, doping up the water, his words, on live television not even 40 years ago. That is actually just snowflakes having a sook. The Australian conservative media at News Corps... <laughs> and Talkback Radio have gleefully used this as an opportunity to roll out some of the exciting new words they have learnt from their unpaid interns like cancel culture and woke as they rush to accuse our athletes of being overtly political. Where does it end? You won't be able to say good things about the Holocaust or Rwanda anymore. Slippery slope. Anyway, James kind of commented on this story. He said, I'm being cancelled, says person with one of the biggest megaphones in the country and access 
to the most powerful people in the country. Sounds like he's not a fan of uh, Jeremy Reinhardt complaining about being cancelled there. Um, I've decided what I want to vandalise. Yep. The Sydney Opera House. Ah, Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tear down one of those sales. You know what you could do? You could uh, put promotions for the Everest horse race on it. Oh, my God. That actually improved it. But I don't know if that would be received that poorly if you vandalise the Opera House because it's already been vandalised by public servants who got in the way of the architect's vision. No, yeah, that, so and true. it had got done by those anti-war war. people. Yeah, yeah, that was good. They were in volleys. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> no harnesses. No, no. <laughs> the roofer's riding boot, eh? Mm. That's it. What would you vandalise, Wendell? You didn't give me an answer. Uh, I went with Parliament House, but that feels pretty boring. Look, I have a think about it, and I'll come back to it here. Uh, okay, well, we'll get back to you next week when we decide what we would like to vandalise in this pointless hypothetical. Thank you for tuning in to the weekly Batuta Bulletin. All the best. All the best.